Our lives have changed drastically in the last 11 months, and it's all because of COVID. If we've managed to keep our jobs, we're probably working from home. The pandemic has also given us a chance to closely look at ourselves, look at our lives, our family, our living situation. Many people living in large urban centers like Toronto have decided to leave, saying they're working at home anyway, so why not do it from a smaller city or town? This trend of leaving the city is not new. CIBC's Deputy Chief Economist Benjamin Tall says it's been going on for years. It's just that the COVID pandemic has accelerated the recent exodus. In fact, a recent study shows that there are 50,000 fewer people now living in the city of Toronto. So just how easy is it to adjust to a smaller community when you've lived in the big city for a long time? Today, I'm going to talk with a couple who recently made the move. I'm Desmond Brown, and welcome to Sold in the Six. Leah and Danny were lifelong residents of Toronto before they decided to move to Aurora about a year and a half ago, and I'm really happy to have them join me today. Danny and Leah, welcome to Sold in the Six. Thank you. Glad to be here. Good to be here. Oh, so great that you could join us. Now, why don't we just start by telling our listeners where Aurora is? Leah, do you want to start? (laughs) (laughs) I'll start. Okay. Aurora is... You know, where uh, you live. Aurora, where where you live. Where do you live? How do we get here? Yeah, from we Toronto. drive here, we get on the DDP, and we uh, we get here in no time. <laughs> Aurora, Aurora is about is, uh, 38 kilometers north of the city of Toronto, and on a good day, it takes us about 40 minutes to get to City Hall. Yeah. With traffic, maybe 50 minutes. So it's this little city north of Richmond Hill between Newmarket and Richmond Hill, which is perfectly situated because there's nothing but just beautiful farms and greenland. So why did we end up in Aurora? And I hope you find that place, of course. Yes. <laughs> Leah, that's your uh, department. You know what? Um, I gave Danny a couple of uh, criteria uh, that he had to meet. Uh, one was open space. The other was swimming pool. Yeah. And Leah had to have a swimming pool. And uh, Danny had to have a garage, uh, a big garage where he can play and, and fix his toys. And uh, Aurora just seemed like the perfect location. The lots were huge. Um, houses are beautiful. The trees are amazing. And it's just such a quiet, beautiful place to be. Now, I remember after you guys purchased the house, Leah, you said, I've been trying to get Danny to get out of the city for years. And finally, we're doing it. (laughs) So true, Desmond. So true. For, I think, 10 years, I was nattering him. I need to get out. I need to go further north. We need to get out of the city. And it just happened that, you know, um, the clouds parted and things were set in such a way that it was the right time to do it for us. And that was about a year and a half ago, as I've already mentioned in the introduction here. Um, Both of you are lifelong residents of the city of Toronto. So what's it been like adjusting to life in Aurora? Surprisingly, uh, didn't have to do too much adjusting. I mean, getting used to the uh, the quietness, uh, not a lot of sirens blaring, ambulances, uh, police cars. <laughs> uh, I love uh, going to McDonald's and not having to wait 30 minutes to get a coffee. I mean, I've adjusted super, super awesome to living up here, despite growing up in the city all my life. So 
But now I'll, I'll, I'll say that Leah has been quarantined for almost three months, so she doesn't get out much. I usually go out and, uh, and, and I'll do the grocery shopping. Then on the weekend, we'll, we'll get out and we'll take a drive north because she's cooped up. But uh, it has everything you need here. Like Leah said, there's no, you can get out on a Monday morning or Saturday or Sunday morning. There's hardly any traffic, surface parking any, everywhere. You don't have to worry about getting a parking ticket. And I think it took about a week before we saw a police car here. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's quiet. It's for sure quiet. Small, small town, 60,000 people. You wouldn't even know it existed. You just blow right through it. So do you, I think downtown's like one kilometer. You, you, were, you were in East York area of Toronto and just, just north of Greek town. So you're saying that you're not hearing as many sirens. Uh, it's a lot quieter. What, what, what has been the big adjustment there? For me, and you hit it on the nail, close to Greek town, food, um, it was a, it was a, it was a struggle trying to find places that we could order from uh, in the beginning. But Good food. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> but once we we got a feel for the area, um, uh, that picked up quite uh, quite fast. So it's it's the um, it's a selection that you have downtown, of course, right? When you live there, right? There are so many restaurants, there's so many different types of food that you can tap into. And maybe if I had to say, uh, that's probably the one thing I do miss. Yeah, because that's that's the thing. Toronto, yeah. we never really used Toronto for what it was. I mean, Toronto, I asked Lee, I said, you know, I, I asked her the other day, I said, did we ever go to the museums, the aquariums, uh, any uh, concerts, yeah. nothing. We just kind of ate around our area. We always just go home and we take a drive around because the house was not so big and there was no parking. Um, now we're, we're put. I, yeah. I play in my garage. Leah's in the backyard. She gardens. We mm-hmm. barely get out. We, mm-hmm. we, there's days when we don't even leave the house. I mean, we're, we're, we're here. That's the adjustment. The adjustment was knowing that we didn't need to leave the house all the time. There's a lot of stuff to do here. Um, you know, we haven't even taken advantage of the trails, but I'm just saying just stuff in the house, you know. But we, but we, I, you know, we generally love our space. We love the space that we've acquired here. It's just so, it's, so calming. Yeah. No rush to get in a parking spot at midnight when you finish work in the snow. No neighbors screaming about parking in your driveway. And uh, I don't and know. Then, there's a lot Danny, of space and here. Danny, I <laughs> and I know Desmond's laughing because it's. Yeah, yeah. I know you're in the beaches. But, yeah, I've heard the, I've heard the stories. <laughs> but we also, this, we also, you know, once we got here, we thought to ourselves, oh, why didn't we raise the kids here? And then I'm thinking, I need to go further north and get an acre. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this isn't big enough now. <laughs> well, let's, let, let's talk about what you left as far as a house goes and then what you moved to. Now, let's, first of all, let's go back a few years. I had, um, I sold a house that I sold your house actually, that was backing onto a ravine right. in um, an area called Parkview Hills in, in East York. And that was a beautiful lot. Remember you'd have deer coming up, you know, right to your back door. Oh, it was. Yes. Yeah. yes. And then, we moved you over a little bit further uh, west in East York to an area called O'Connor and Pape. So let's talk about the house and the neighborhood you left and the one that you've moved into. Well, I must say it was a beautiful neighborhood we had, uh, tree-lined streets. Um, you know, but we, we did have some struggles in that house because, you know, we had a, a driveway um, that was mutual, but not by just, you know, our next-door neighbor, but also our back-door neighbor. Um <laughs> Everybody so, used that driveway. Yeah, they had the back, the people at the back had a right away yeah, through the laneway. Exactly. Yeah. 
So, you know, that took a little bit of adjusting, uh, but, you know, the house on by itself was just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The house was beautiful. It was probably that house and the one on Glebe Home that you sold us were probably the two most beautiful houses we had. That okay. had the, the charm of the stained glass windows, the wood floors, I mean, the nine-foot ceilings. It was a two-story house, but... We never went to the backyard. We never went outside to the backyard. There was no privacy. There was no privacy. Here there's a lot of privacy. And this is what what we were looking for. This house has no, I wouldn't say it does not have the charm that the houses downtown in East York had. This house is just a bungalow with a big piece of land and a swimming pool. But it's a beautiful bungalow. (laughs) But it's a very airy, bright bungalow. And it's very, very zen. And and I fell in love with it the minute I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. And you talk about the pool. Like I remember the first summer you were there and you were sending me photographs of you hanging out by the side of the pool. Right. So yeah, you, and and there was a there was a time when selling homes with pools was very difficult. Now look. And now <laughs> everybody wants a pool. Right. And you've got your pool. I did. Just yeah. in the nick of time apparently. And the beautiful thing about this pool is it looks like it was designed um, I saw the pictures of the house years ago. They added a few things to it. They put a nice stone patio over it, a large patio. It's like a beautiful backyard very with sad. a you can put six swimming pools in this backyard. I calculated the other day. And the pool is not a small pool. It's a standard 16 by 32 pool. It just looks tiny in this backyard. It's beautiful. I mean. You did a good job, guys. That's what we wanted. Yeah. Well, you helped us find it, too. Um, the, the difference being, so coming out of the house that you were living in in East York, you're looking at about a 25-foot lot by maybe 90, right? Right. right. It's approximately. And then the one you're in now, it's, what is it, 50 feet wide by? 50 by 150. 150? 50 50 by 150. So significant. So you get more for your money up there because I think you also ended up paying less than what you got for your home in East York, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It worked out because, uh, you know what, months after we sold the house in East York for, I don't know, whatever it got, um, that we picked this house up and it was these houses were up in the 900s i think we picked it up for a little over seven so yeah in the mid sevens yeah good news is um the same house as ours down the street went for sale yesterday for a million so they're back up again yeah danny i'm just wondering when you said that when you were living in toronto you didn't really take advantage of what was there do you think it was because of the job you had like so danny just to fill you in quickly danny was this cameraman for 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 ctv and with that job, you had a chance to see a lot of things during the course of your your work day. So do you think maybe that had something to do with it? I mean, you'd be in and out of different, you know, great buildings downtown, whether it's Queens Park or going through art openings and whatever. Yeah. You know, you know what it's like. We knew every alley. I know every inch of Toronto, every alley I can get from one end of the city to the other end without even going on a side street. The um, it's it's a magnetic city. You just never want to leave because you never know what's going to happen. You know, the real estate's still going up. We always bought these homes just to make money. I never really thought we bought in an area that we could say, I'm staying here for 100 years. It was always an area where we bought it, we made money, we sold, we bought it, we made money. And that's what Toronto was. And it still is today. It's a it's a it's a city for wealthy people who want to invest in real estate because it'll just i don't know it's never going to go down it's some crazy anomaly um did i take advantage of everything there no i was lucky that we bought at a great time when the houses were still around 300 400 500 and um but we never took advantage of the anything that it offered i think because i did it during the day and leah was more of a homebody so it was never like let's go to the museum i probably was there in the afternoon let's go to the uh, hockey game i probably was there that evening uh i don't want to go to city hall i, I don't care about queen's park i just wanted to get home uh, and then when you got home you kind of went 
I'm in a nice house, but what do I do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm in the kitchen standing up. There's no den. There's no garage. There's nothing to you do have a here. Of grass to uh, fix in the you know, it, it took uh, early retirement to get out and say, I'm not working anymore. What do I even need to be in the city? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I would have moved to Aurora if uh, we tried it once. We moved. We tried it. We bought a house in Richmond Hill and we backed out because the drive was too far. Uh, I don't think if I didn't work at CTV, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, uh, stayed there. I would have left already. I would have made him leave already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there was no, no, no need to be down there. Um, because the kids are gone. We have a, a two story house with no parking, nothing that we really want to do. And we're always taking drives. The funny thing was every weekend we would just head north. <laughs> we would even stay in cars. East York. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see a surprise. And <laughs> now a... since we've been here, we Barely, barely go to the cottage. cottage. You I mean, we go to check up on it, obviously, but we barely go. We, like I said to, like I told you last week, take a drive five minutes up uh, Bathurst Street from Bloomington to uh, St. John's Side Road, and you see all these 20-acre estates where hockey players live in farms and all kinds of grass, and you get to King City. And it's I've just beautiful. I've also invited my friends over here, and we've done some trails, and it's just been beautiful. It's just been, it's just been lovely. So, that, so you are exploring a lot up there, you are, like you were saying. So you're finding trails, you're finding lots of beautiful green space. Yeah, we didn't know where we were when we first came here. We kind of looked at the price and the pool and the lot and the fact that it was affordable. And then about six months later, we started investigating. You know, we were at Young and Murray, which is basically South Aurora, Oak Ridges. The next intersection is Richmond Hill. If you go over to your right, you're in King City. And we always creep up around Woodbine to go to the cottage. So it's, uh, it's all farmland. We never go south. It's always north and not yet, five minutes from here. You're already not even you go down Dufferin to King Side Road. You're already at farms. And it's just easier estates. to get to the it's places we need to get to from here. No condos, no high rises, no apartments. It's just a, a bizarre little city. And uh, there's no like areas here like the beaches or uh, or East York or, uh, you know, you'll find a, a semi in one area and across the street, a twenty nine million dollar, 20 acre estate. Yeah, like, there's just uh, properties everywhere that are just beautiful golf courses. Let's let's talk about walk score. <laughs> you know, we hear a lot about that in Toronto. Walk score, and that's one of the the biggest attractions for neighborhoods. Up there, you're not walking a lot. You have to to get to places. You you have to hop in the car, right? Actually, no. We do mm. walk. We walk. It's, it's, it's surprisingly, things are very close. So, like our our local grocery store is pretty close by. I mean, we do take walks and we pick up little things from corner stores and the grocery yeah. stores. So, yeah, you can walk here as well. It's so, just a little longer. So, the funny thing is, from our house to Young Street is seven hundred meters. So, we will walk to the winners, um, to the grocery store. There's a coffee Green shop. Store. There's a Starbucks, and then you're at Young and Murray, which is yeah. basically the Young Street Strip here. If you want to take a walk north, you get to some of the flower stores, restaurants, and charming, coffee shops. You're shop. not going to find antique stores or anything like Bayview Avenue, but um, yeah, you know, when you can't find something in Aurora, they tell you to go to the big city, Richmond Hill. Most of the houses I sell are in the 416 area. That's the city of Toronto. But today I'm on Highway 404, heading up to the York region. That's a region that has communities such as Richmond Hill, Aurora, and Markham. More and more of my clients want to move up to these type of areas where they can get a lot more for their money. It has that little town feel, but... It does, eh? but and and so much more. And the funny thing is, when we first got here, we realized Young and Wellington is downtown Aurora. There's an old mural of, I don't know, Roberta Bondar in some abandoned building. And I thought, why don't we take this and make it like Toronto? Big sign that says Aurora, put a Starbucks and, you know, <laughs> let's, like, and then I thought, no, never mind. Yeah. Don't do that. Just 
keep on driving. There goes the neighborhood. City <laughs> <laughs> slickers coming up here and uh, turning it into what they used to love back home. Forget it. <laughs> no, no, exactly. We're Aurora. We're not changing. No, we're not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also have family members that have, have moved as well, right? Or are moving. I know, uh, Leah, your, your sister and her husband, I sold them a property uh, in Stouffville. Yes. Which is to the northeast of Toronto, and they are building on it. Yeah. I think we put the bug in, 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 into them for that because they saw where we were heading and, uh, and they really wanted to, uh, they really wanted open spaces and a bigger lot, bigger property, right? So, um, mm -hmm. and mind you, what they have in Toronto is a beautiful house. I mean, they rebuilt that one as well, but uh, they're looking for the same a little solitude, more trees, more space, more garage. Yeah. And you, you talked about, you know, not as many condos and so on, which is obviously less population density. So you like that idea of not having as many people around, not as many crowds, I guess. I do. I do. I mean, I grew up in, in, uh, in Toronto and, you know, in my younger years, I was really social and, uh, went everywhere. But then as you get older, you know, you don't, you don't really need all that, right? You need just what's comfortable for you. So for Danny and I, this really works, right? This is what we need. Solitude, comfort, trees, Zen, pool, garage. I mean, it's got everything. Speaking of everything, you're getting the best of both worlds. We talked about Danny, who was a cameraman with CTV and has since retired. And because of the lockdown, you're still working from home. What's it like working from home? And you do. And you work for actual a, a major bank in Toronto. I, I do. I do. Um, it, bittersweet. You know, you miss the, uh, the social part of it. But uh, it's been fantastic working from home. Um, I have a great big window. I look at the backyard. I look at the trees and uh, I'm just in heaven. It's, it's absolutely amazing. I, I don't feel like I'm, um, I'm closed in at all. You know, it's, it's just been a wonderful experience for me. Yeah, it's nice to have that view. I mean, you're not looking out one of the uh, the big office tower windows and into other buildings, I guess. Or so it depends on how high you are, of course. Oh, yeah. if you're lucky, Desmond, you normally look at a wall. Yeah, oh, yeah. So the the landscape you have up there is a lot better than a wall, obviously. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, before the shutdown, you were actually commuting. Tell us about the commute. Um. It wasn't bad, actually. Um, I didn't have any preconceived notion about the drive. I was just eager to do it. And, uh, you know, first day was was great. And then I found myself looking forward to the drive after work. I found myself looking forward to the drive in the morning just because of the lovely scenery on the way. Uh, you know, uh, working downtown, uh, I you know, you don't see all that, that sweetness in the morning. You know, it puts you, it puts you in a good mood. Until you reach Highway 407. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Danny had mentioned to me before that you actually take a lot of the side streets in. Yes, I do. I love I love farms, open spaces. I love to see the odd cow, the odd horse. You know, it's, uh, love animals. So seeing them on my way to work is uh, a new concept for me. It's still, I'm still in awe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Now, um, earlier you two had mentioned that you wished you would have raised the kids yeah. in a community like uh, Aurora outside of Toronto. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, I say that because as a father with uh, three boys, I, I really wish I had the, uh, the space to do stuff with the kids. I mean, my younger one, George was always like a mechanically inclined would always anything he can break or take apart or fix. And we just never had the space. We never had the room. We were lucky to go and use uh, the, the parents cottage up North and run around with dirt bikes and stuff. But uh, you know, now 
not that they didn't grow up uh, in, in, in that street that we had, you know, we were lucky. We had that street where everybody wanted to move to the kids played hockey. They still have friends today from that street 20, 30 years ago. It was a great atmosphere. Leah grew up like that. I grew up in, uh, in, in North York. So I was different. I kind of didn't really know my neighbors, but, but what I'm saying is we had the space here to do stuff. We had like the backyard, the pool, we had the, uh, the space for their friends to come and chill. We had the garage. They could have hung out. They could have done stuff, you know, instead I found in downtown, what they did was they, they left the house a lot and they went to other people's houses or they went down to the beach or they went to a park. Uh, here they would have had their house to play with. Uh, they would have had the neighborhood. They would have had a lot of land. And I would have probably moved a bit further north and maybe would have had, who knows, maybe two or three acres where I could have had another outhouse or something where the kids could have uh, almost kind of like want to be Farmer John with the kids, you know? <laughs> want to have a big an outbuilding, I guess you call it. Something <laughs> like a little barn or another shed. <laughs> oh, okay. you know, something something that boys do, you know, guys do this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it likes the trails and, and stuff, but you know, we like the space. It, it would have been a, it would have been a different experience. Totally different growing up, growing up yeah. in this neighborhood. Yeah. Do you think there's just a? Do you think it's like a, there's an anxiety amongst parents when you have children in the city about all the bad things that could happen? Is that what you're you're getting at? Well, Leah's got a great story about Absolutely. that. Yeah. Absolutely, and you know that was. Uh, that was a lot on my mind, actually. You know, I mean, you'd sit on the, I, I, I hate to say anything negative, but, you know, you'd sit on the porch at the ambulance after ambulance and your kids aren't around and you grab your phone and text them to see where they are and no, if you, everything is okay. And that was pretty much every other day, you know, if I were. Yeah, that, we, we miss that from uh, hearing that, you know, there's always uh, shootings and unfortunate things going on in Toronto. Very few yeah, here. Yeah. Um and, and, you know, the kids were very social and they were always out and they were always in the areas where great. these things were always going on, the clubs and the Danforth and the beaches and, and then and they did get parties. messed up in some. And, and, and they, they did see, they did see they some did. bad stuff yeah. and stuff. But um, we were, Leah was more, Leah grew up downtown. She always remember the story of Emmanuel, the shoeshine boy, yeah, when everything yeah. ended that day and everybody and just went inside, right? Here, but but anyway, um, that's Toronto was like that, you know, it was one of these crimes crime. It's a big city. It's going to happen. The kids were smart. They knew what to do. We raised them well, but... There was always that fear that, uh, you know, something was going on. But that's not why we moved. We didn't move. We, we, yeah, we didn't move. That was that was a big city. I was I felt I always felt safe in Toronto. You just always, adapt. Always. You always adapt. Yeah, I I know what you mean. Like with I know where Danny's coming from too because I worked with Danny in news, and we have seen people die, probably a million ways. Right, Dan? <laughs> right. Exactly. And every day. Yeah. <laughs> and we covered those stories. So my my kids always you know, laugh at me when I tell them to be careful, watch out for this, watch out for that. But, you know, I've, I've seen so many things from working in the media and uh, they, I get the nickname at home that I'm Elmer the Elmer the safety elephant because I'm always like, ah. Oh, hold on. What does oh, Leah call oh. me? Leah calls me, uh, <laughs> Leah calls me something else. She's like, uh, uh, save. <laughs> <laughs> Same with the highways. I tell the kids, slow down. You can't go more than 60. What? He'd yeah. always come home with, uh, you better not do better this. Better not do this. Better not do that. that plugged in? You better yeah. unplug that. No, fires are caused with this. And uh, don't go out. You can get shot just for, you know, I don't know, hanging around a coffee shop. It's, I don't know. It's just crazy. Honestly, it's crazy the stuff you guys got to see, right? <laughs> yes. I can imagine. But the kids grew up with a great balance of like me being crazy about Toronto and being careful. And on the other hand, I, I would walk in the streets of Toronto and so would you, Dad. At two in the morning, I'd walk at Young and Dundas. I had no fear. It was a, it, that was all just, you know, stuff yeah, that was from it's big city stuff that nobody seasons. really cared. It's safe. For people that are thinking of making this move outside of the city, is there anything you can tell them that could be a shock to their systems or, or that they should be aware of? <laughs> 
for me, it would have to be always investment. Like I would always tell someone, if you want to leave the city, you got to make sure that you're going to leave the city because you want to leave the city and don't and probably you're never going to come back again. I, I never thought when, when people told me that I, I thought, nah, no way. But you know what? For two reasons. First of all, I don't think I could afford the city again. And I don't think I'd ever want to go back. Um, for those that have, um, don't have to work in Toronto, can do the commute, want a bit more space. You know, Aurora might be the place or even further north. But uh, if you really like that magnetic vibe of going out, having people around you, we call it the Wasega Beach effect, you know, where you can't move. There's already somebody next to you on the beach there. If you want that kind of lifestyle where everyone's on top of you, you can go out, you know everything, you're in the know, you're in Toronto, stay in the city. <laughs> but, um, it, you know, it, it, there is everything you need is up here. Everything you need is up here. Great. Leah, what do you think? Well, you know, honestly, uh, and I have to be honest because I always am, there was no shock. There's nothing that was a shock to my system moving here. I adapted <laughs> so quickly. Um, and, I, I, and I guess, you know, people will go through that, right? It's 50-50. You adapt quick or it takes you a little while. But for me, it was no big deal. It's like I've been living here all my life. Yeah, it's very strange. Leah, for being a downtown girl living at uh, Coxwell in Danforth where she grew up, uh, to come up here is, is, is bizarre. But she always loved the north. I, I was I was neither here or there. You know, we always had a car. We always had a, and you can do anything. You can move around because we had that news vehicle. So I had to move to uh, London. I'd still drive. Leah was the one that I was worried about. I didn't know she could adapt. She was always a downtown girl. I was always a North York person. Mm-hmm. Actually, dragged her. him downtown. Yeah, she actually. I'm surprised. I said to her, "You know, you you are a half an hour, forty five minutes from everything here." Yeah, I don't care. Like, All right. But you know what? My <laughs> attitude at the time was what. Where are you from? The boonies? What? Huh? What's up there? I just, you know, had no clue the entire world that was out there. Yeah. I mean, we did we do with uh, Frank Stronic and Magna just down the street. Yeah. How many times have we done uh, interviews with police headquarters on Leslie Street and driving up Leslie from Newmarket? You see these insane mansions and then you're at headquarters. We're north of that now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, so, you know, that, that is so true. I remember one of the only times I was in Aurora, I, I was interviewing Frank Stronic. I remember that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. There's nothing to do up here. It's crazy. Like we, you wouldn't even know this little city existed. It's, well, there's uh, everything to do up but here. But there's everything to do up here. It's like that little city above Toronto that has everything you need. And uh, and 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 thank God they're not playing around with any of the trees up here. I think they're they are building, but you know it's still pretty well forced and Oak Ridge. You know, um, Leah, we talked uh, we talked about your your sister and brother in law moving out to to Stouffville. Um, what did your family and friends say when you told them that you were moving to Aurora? Um, a couple were in shock, you know, being downtown uh, all my life. Um, but, uh, you know, once they, once they visited uh, and saw the area, uh, they just fell in love with it. I mean, I had most of my family um, in the backyard uh, last summer. They just wouldn't leave. And then they kept asking me to come back and then asking me if they can bring some of their friends. And it's like... Um, <laughs> Do you guys know that COVID's uh, happening right now? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we had to kind of shop a few things, but they're, they love it up here. Once they saw it, they were just amazed. So they get it now. They all get it now. Yeah, my son uh, thought it was pretty far too, but then he bought a house in Thornhill. So he's not uh, he's not too far either. Exactly. And they're all, they're all up here. And he up. said he'd never move up here. They're mm-hmm. right young in Edmonton. Yeah. So as we're just getting ready to wrap up here, I just want to touch on this. Like a lot of people who leave the city, who leave Toronto, usually worry about the future of Toronto. Do you have those? Or did you have those thoughts about the worrying about the future of Toronto? And if so, what were they? Do you know what? Uh, honestly, like I had those thoughts when I was actually living there. You know, I'm worried about everything, you know, um, 
the kids being out and all that stuff. And and now that I've been in Aurora, I really seldom think about Toronto. <laughs> Sorry, but I don't. Uh, I, I wish them well. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little bit of a different attitude. It took a while to tell people that I was from Toronto. I was like, hi, I'm from Toronto. Yeah, nice to meet you. Hi, Toronto? You know, Toronto? Yeah, we don't care. I used to work at CTV News. What is that? Like, when you're up here, nobody really kind of cares. They're, they're all in their own kind of little world up here, and that's just the way it is. You know, Toronto to them is, um, oh, yeah, that's what happened in the big city. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, it's like if you want to see strange things and really cool things, go to Toronto. Really, um, just 38 minutes down the road. Is it, yeah, it, but, but to answer your question, it, I, I, I do worry about Toronto. I read articles all the time about people leaving the great exodus. I had a great story the other day where, you know, people don't leave because they have to leave. They leave because they're forced to leave. And if you're lucky to ever find a place that you really want to stay, you're lucky. Um, I worry about Toronto. I worry that if it, there is a big exodus, if, if, if that uh, the young don't stay and the tech world disappears, then everything crumbles around it, including everything north, right? Then Toronto becomes a ghost town. And what is Aurora? Probably a worse ghost town. I think Toronto keeps the province and the country alive. It's Toronto. It's that magnetic vibe. And, yeah, um, sure does. you know, you, 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 you got to, everyone's got to make sure Toronto stays up there, stays alive. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up and I can't thank you two enough for coming on. It's really great. And if anybody's out there listening and thinking of moving from the big smoke Toronto out to one of the suburbs, listen to what Danny and Leah said. They love it. Just do it. And I'll help you do it too. I'll help you move. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> Absolutely. You're the best. Oh, thank, you. thank you. Easy life. Up there. And thanks for having us. Absolutely. And thanks very much. So that was Danny and Leah, my clients, who I moved from Toronto to Aurora about a year and a half ago. And that's our latest episode of Sold in the Sixth. And I'd like to thank my producers, Podcasts That Pop. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to Sold in the Sixth and you'll start receiving new episodes automatically. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is DezInTheSix. That's six spelt with the number six, I-X. You know, the cool way. And I also have a website. Check that out. It's InTheSixRealEstate.com. If you have a story idea or just want to get in touch with me, feel free to email me at Des at DesmondBrown.ca. I'm Desmond Brown. Until next time. <laughs>